Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am every Thursday here by my good friend, Mr. Ramiz Mohammed, to go ahead and break down a uh, simple little two-game Friday playoff slate here, Ramiz, where we've got the Boston Celtics at the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers and the uh, Denver Nuggets at the Phoenix Suns. How are you feeling about this slate overall, man? Uh, honestly, it's tough, obviously, because, you know, yeah. with the Celtics and Sixers, it's more going to be a defensive matchup, so you're probably guessing which role players are going to go off and which won't. Yeah. And obviously, Nuggets and Suns, uh, I guess Nuggets and Suns wasn't too bad, because Chris Paul's injury does make a lot more easier selections, for me, anyways, on the Suns yeah. side of things. Yeah, I've got some, I've got a lot more thoughts about that later game than I do the earlier game, but let's go ahead and just jump mm-hmm. right into it, man. Uh, Boston Celtics at Philadelphia 76ers, um, I believe the, uh, what is it, 1-1 in that series, right? Boston uh, in, has one, and the Sixers have one, so it's tied going into Philly. Uh, Boston is favored in this one, even though it's in Philly by two points, which is a little, little strange, but not really. I mean, I think we all think Celtics are kind of the better team, ultimately. Uh, game total here is 214. I think the biggest thing here, and maybe what's also affecting that line, is that Joel Embiid is questionable with a knee injury. Um, he did play through it in the last game. Obviously, that didn't work out for the Sixers. They got absolutely stomped. Um, so that might have something to do with that line being in favor of Boston, too. But, uh, I mean, it, it's tough for us to really call exactly what's going to go on here with Embiid. You know, questionable if he's in, if he's out. I kind of got some some thoughts either way here. I mean, if he's... Uh, if he's out, Ramiz, I do like some guys here like Tobias Harris at 6,200 and uh, also Paul Reed at 4,700. I mean, those are pretty pretty simple calls, I feel like. Um, you know, those I would say the Paul Reed price tag, obviously, more more stomachable than the Tobias Harris one. Um, but there's some other guys we can look at, too, right? So uh, who do you got here for the Sixers? Uh, well, for the Sixers, I have him beat at 10,200. And honestly, one of the main uh, reasons behind that pick as well is I think the center selection isn't that amazing. Uh, of course, you got Horford and Jokic. I mean, uh, Beat and Jokic, and these guys are expensive than the majority of the stars, as usual, because they put up monster numbers. And Embiid is a risk. But the reason I like him more than uh, any other center on this slate, of course, if he was injured, Paul Reed is probably my go-to. Uh, but Embiid is he's a guy who, at home, I feel like the Sixers are going to get much more of a favorable whistle. Uh, hopefully, he'll have adjusted to that cast that he's wearing on his right knee, I believe. Yeah. And... Uh, Hopefully, just bring on his defensive presence because I think he did have five blocks in 27 minutes, which was a blowout. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping if the Sixers can keep this game close and B gets more minutes, maybe around the 36 uh, to 40 minute mark if we're lucky. Because obviously you're right, because that injury is a concern. You don't know how he's gonna play, uh, but I still trust him because I think he's the MVP, right? And you're not just an MVP if you're just on and off. If he's if he's playing on the court, it means he's capable of putting at least 85 to 90 percent of his uh, ability. Otherwise you kind of be a negative to your team. Yeah. So uh, I like Embiid at 10,200. I also like Maxi at 6,400. Yeah. Uh, Maxi, uh, I think he's one of those players who kind of will might maybe strive better at being home. Uh, obviously, because playing in TD Garden is no easy task, especially when you're going against these defensive guards of Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, and Derek White. Like, I mean, it doesn't get a much more tougher task than that. And then I also got a, a budget set of pick, uh, and that's DeAnthony Melton at 4,100. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was on the, I think, I was talking to Hottis and that he he was lovely Melton, so this may be because of his uh, bias towards him. And then 
Yeah, he's a great defender, so I think he's gonna they're gonna need production from him and as long as he can hit his threes, then uh, I think you can get some good production from him. Yeah. And on the Celtics side, I think this is where I kind of struggled because obviously, mm. I think maybe a lot more people are gonna go towards a Tatum because he had a bad game and a bounce back game kind of seems the main play in. And uh, but I decided to go a bit save up my money for a bigger pick later on in the slate. I guess the second game, <laughs> the second game of the slate. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to go with Marcus Moore at fifty two hundred because okay. uh, I think he's a player who can. Put up decent stat lines without scoring and a lot of points. I mean, I believe the over and under for this game was 214. I believe yeah, you mentioned 214. that. Yeah, 214. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a high-scoring game. And maybe this is a game where Marcus Smart thrives in. And because he's a guy who you're going to need to be able to guard the maxis, guard the hardest. And a guy who could probably switch onto a Tobias Harris and pretty do, do an exceptional job. And I also got a Grant Williams, which is kind of a, a you know, a, a pick that maybe if he gets enough minutes, he can actually yeah. put on a great performance. I know they were trying to put him as a main primary defender on Embiid because Robert Williams and Al Hofford will well, he, Embiid will probably get him fouled out quick. So Grant Williams was that guy, and he was he was hitting his corner threes, which he hasn't <laughs> been able to do in a while. And if he can do that again, I mean that'd be great for his price at thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Grant Williams played about twenty five minutes in the last game. I think a lot of people will gravitate towards him. So that's one thing that kind of. Uh, makes me a little wary about rostering him. And then the other thing is, you know, obviously he got all those garbage time minutes at the end of the game. So um, I think his minutes will probably end up somewhere somewhere around the 15 to 20 minute mark, somewhere in that range, maybe 16, 17, 18 minutes. Um, So, you know, I think it's fair. I think it's an okay play. I'm not... Super sold on Grant Williams, but I think it's it's fine. I'm not too like I'm not opposed to that play at all. I've got all the same sixes as you though. I think Maxi and, and Melton, whether it be plays or doesn't play, I think they're they're good plays no matter what. Maxi's just always got that upside. And um, you know, we one of the narratives you can well not narratives, but one of the kind of uh leans or or you know uh what's the word I'm looking for? One of the angles, there it is, angles you can always play here <laughs> is that uh you know role players play better at home. And so Maxi and, and Melton are definitely role players. Maxi being a scoring role player and Melton being more of a defensive score player and a three ball, so a three and D type uh wing almost uh role player here for the uh, Sixers. So I do think those guys have a little bit higher uh ceiling game here or, or a little bit higher floor game hopefully at least. Um so I got exactly the same Sixers as you. For the Celtics, uh, I also struggled to find like what what i wanted to do with the celtics uh i think ultimately though for me i landed on Jalen brown at 8300 i know uh, a lot of people probably will go to jason tatum uh that's probably true so that's one thing you know for me i'm always looking to be not always looking to be contrarian but i would say a good right a good portion of time i'm looking to be contrarian so i'm trying to get the ownership angle and trying to beat people with ownership so uh, I'm, I'm going to, a little bit of a pivot there going to Jalen brown uh, I just think for the price tag at 8,300, nobody else on the slate. Uh, I mean, he's he's gonna get the same amount of you know points as a guy that's in the 9,000s. Um, I'm, I can pretty much guarantee that. And so I feel like you're getting a discounted price there. Um, he's still a very elite player, elite scorer. Uh, I think the Celtics, you know, I, I think they, I think I picked the Celtics to win this game, even though they're in Philadelphia. Uh, and Embiid probably does play. I still think the Celtics are gonna win this game. So uh, I'm gonna back the Celtics here. I'm gonna pick Jalen Brown. Uh, I don't mind your, your Celtics calls at all. I just, for me, that's the only guy I'm targeting. So, uh, all right. We only have one other game here, obviously. Wait, wait, uh, oh, wait. Before we move on, I wanted to get your take on, um, you think, what about James Harden at 8,700? You think he, he's possibly a play, a play in? No. Because aggressive Harden gets you a lot of fantasy uh, DK points, right? Uh, yeah. But if he's passive, of course, it's a different topic. I always, I always, fa- I mean, especially if Embiid's going to be playing, which I do believe he's going to be playing. Um, I, I just don't think I'd go to Harden here. If Embiid's out, I mean, I, I I still tend to fade Harden usually just because really? I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, 
he, it's burned me for sure in the past. I mean, obviously that last game, he was incredible, but uh, you know, I, I felt like he was maybe a little cooked here for a while, but uh, maybe I mean, that last season is only 8,700 too. So, you know, yeah, that's true. So uh, f- fair point. Uh, just maybe I'm just destroying my hater, hater age here. <laughs> and, uh, and it is what it is, but uh, all right, though, let's move on though, to the Denver nuggets and the Phoenix suns. And uh, guys do get that DFS pass at sports Go sign up. Uh, I mean, obviously not very much time left in the basketball season, but we still have baseball. We have football. Uh, we're going to be getting some stuff up here for you guys. I'm going to continue to lead this division here, uh, even though I was, uh, if you guys haven't heard, <laughs> recently uh, promoted here to the content director's uh, position here at Sports Ethos. So, yeah, claps, claps for me. Big things coming. Yeah, good, good little snaps there. Uh, anyways, let's move on here. Denver and Phoenix. Uh, go to sportsethos.com, download this stuff, <laughs> get, get some subscriptions. Uh, all right, Phoenix is favored by four points. And uh, the game total here is 224.5, so it's a little bit higher than the other game. Uh, big news here, obviously, like you said, Ramiz, you know, Chris Paul out with that groin injury. And when I saw it happen, I was like, oh, man, Chris Paul, his history of, of basically lower body injuries, you know, groin, hip, stuff like that, ankles. I mean, he just has such a such a bad luck with that in the, um, in the playoffs. It's just happening again. So they're pretty much planning for him not to play the, the rest of the series, I, I pretty much imagine. I mean, he's out games three, four, five reportedly and uh i mean it's possible this game is this series doesn't even go that far so uh they're just playing for for life without him at this point but uh talk to me about the suns man so you know obviously no chris paul how does how does that shift things for you who are you targeting uh i think the obvious playing for me is booker at 9500 i think uh, i think he's gonna have majority of the playmaking uh responsibility and the scoring uh responsibility and he's done a pretty exceptional job when it came down to get against the clippers uh, of course, he wasn't really initially playing that point guard spot, but he was getting around seven, uh, eight assists sometimes. And uh, I just at home, you know, this is this is a game too for Booker to really define who he is. Like this is it. I mean, you're gonna have to really need a performance for him because uh, I don't know where else the score is gonna come from besides him or KD. And at 9,500, it isn't that bad of a price. So I, I do really like him at that play. And also like Cameron Payne at 4,800, he's kind of I guess my backup plan that uh, if they decide to start Cameron Payne. Then uh, maybe he decides to have, to, uh, decides to have a, a good game. Of course, he was at- atrocious in game two. I mean, <laughs> really horrible. He's been pretty bad all season, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, I'm going for like a puncher's chance here because he has a, he is at home and mm. maybe the KD Devin Booker spacing helps and maybe he can get DeAndre involved or motivated at least. And then uh, last I got a uh, Tory Craig at 3700. He's another guy who I'm just hoping you can get 15 to 18 points out of. Uh, I mean, like you said, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, if they want to extend the series to maybe a seven to maybe get Chris Paul back, then uh, they're going to need Toy Craig to go and hit his 18 points or 21 points, whatever it was, in the early games against the Clippers. And at 3,700, is kind of an upside pick and one of those picks to slot in if you were going for those higher-end players. And uh, on the Nuggets side of things, obviously I'm going for Booker. I mentioned the B, so I'm not going for Jokic here. But I'm going to go for MPJ and uh, Bruce Brown. MPJ at 5,800, Bruce Brown at 4,400. These are just uh, – MPJ is kind of a player who can tend to have uh, sometimes not really a great night. But there's times where you can really have a, a really good, good night uh, by getting a, a 20-plus points, uh, around 12 rebounds. And, of course, they're playing away from Denver, so maybe it might be a, a tougher task. He has struggled. I think the first game had 11 points, second game five points, or something around that. Yeah. Uh, but 5800 is a price that is affordable, and uh, if she has a great game, then you they're definitely exceeding that value. And then Bruce Brown is kind of a player I like in terms that he will probably get you that value. 
uh, in terms of just getting some uh, decent amount of points, rebounds, and assists, and uh, just playing off Jokic will just make his job a lot more easier. Yeah, this is an interesting game for sure. I've got a lot of thoughts here. Um, so yeah, the Suns are favored here. I think the Suns. I mean, this is a must win for them. They're uh, they're down too low in the for series. Sure. Uh, if you go down three zero, you just you're not coming back. So they have to win this game. Uh, yeah, Devin Booker ninety five hundred. That's a lock for me. Uh, all the reasons you mentioned, and 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 it being basically uh, a pseudo elimination game. I mean, he's going to get forty plus minutes, no doubt about it. As long as this game doesn't turn into a blowout. You know, it's possible the Suns or Denver blows each other out. I mean, you know, either, either, it can always happen. So if that does happen, then, then we're kind of sunk in the water. But I'm just going to go ahead and assume that doesn't happen because these are both very good teams. So 9,500 here uh, for Devin Booker. I, I love it. Uh, campaign 4,800. Yeah, he's he sucked all season, but he's absolutely going to have to play. Uh, he's going to have to play probably 20 to 25 minutes. And uh, he does have that upside. I mean, he's, he's you know, when he gets hot with his shot, uh, hits a lot of threes, gets a lot of assists. So um you know there's some upside there for sure the other guy of the suns that you didn't mention that i'm looking at is a guy that's been kind of mentioned around twitter and and, and other places for sure oh, a twitter pick a uh, twitter pick uh tj ward <laughs> at 3000 i do think Ooh. that yeah i do think um he's been out of the rotation hasn't played um you know the suns they've lost dropped two now and i think it's been very clear on the offensive end they've, they've really struggled to score uh even with devin booker and kevin Durant out there i mean you know and now they don't have chris paul so it's going to be even harder uh, so I'm looking for, you know, shot creators in this team. And if you're really looking up and down this roster, uh, that's one of the problems with this Phoenix roster is that, you know, it's just not very deep. Um, but I think, you know, the one guy that can actually create his own offense is TJ Warren. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw him in there for, you know, maybe 15 minutes, see what he can do. Uh, if he's cooking, maybe he gets 20 minutes, maybe he gets 25. If he has a really, really good game, pro- I'm probably blowing the, the field out of the water here because I am rostering him on, on DraftKings. So we'll see. See how that goes, because uh, he could very well bury me. He could very well not play. I mean, that's that's very much a, a possibility. So, uh, but yeah, on the other side, yeah, you mentioned. Um, so, I do have some thoughts on the Denver side as well. Uh, so for Michael Porter, um, I saw his price tag. I almost added him to my list as well because that price tag. I think that price tag leaves a lot mm-hmm. of room there for you to hit that ceiling. But uh, you know, when I posited when I posited when this series started in the, in the wager pass on the Discord. By the way, go get it wager pass at sportsethos.com. Uh, but I, I, you know, I said basically, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to get cooked by you know Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker, and his his defense just like I don't know if it's the back injuries or or what, but his defense is just a liability for the for the Nuggets. So he played 22 minutes that last game. Uh, I think a part of that is just because of his. Uh, lack of the ability to stay with people on the defensive end because his shot making is obviously big and, and it can be important. But in this game, I think they're going to lean more towards Bruce Brown. There's another guy you mentioned, 4,400. Uh, I think he's going to get more minutes uh, than Michael Porter Jr. So I'm in the fade MPJ train uh, and I'm in the play Bruce Brown train. And and, and obviously the other guy that's going to get some extra minutes is uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, I think, uh, as well as a guy that you can look at as well. So, uh, and then Jamal Murray, I have to mention him. I mean, seventy nine hundred. You know, no Chris Paul. They're going to be playing Devin Booker at the point guard position, who has a lot of offensive responsibilities, and they're going to be playing campaign. They're going to be playing maybe some Damian Lee. Like none of those guys are going to stop Jamal Murray if he gets on a heater. So that's a another guy you can look at for uh, for you know a, just kind of a big time ceiling play. I don't think the price tag is particularly great at seventy nine hundred. I think it's pretty much where you'd expect Jamal Murray to be. Um, but if he gets on one like that, that other game, that game one, uh, then, you know, you're really cooking with gas there. So, uh, all right, we're going to wrap up here with our Thrive Fantasy Pays, thrivefantasy.com. Go there, use promo code ETHOS to get your first positive matched up to 250 bucks. 
I've got one, two, three, four, five plays actually here uh, for you here, Ramiz. How many did you end up with? I got four. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and start then. Um, I'm going to put Paul Reed over one point. This is kind of a conditional pick, though. Paul Reed over 1.5 blocks at 130 points. But that's only if Embiid sits. If Embiid is not playing, uh, I'll be playing that. Otherwise, I'll be staying away. What's your first play there, Ramiz? Uh, I guess mine's also conditional in that case. If Joel Embiid plays, <laughs> you'll have over 24.5 total points. Yeah. And that'll get you a solid 95 points. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, my other one here is Maxi over 0.5 steals, 70 points. Again, I'm just looking for more from the role players here from Philadelphia, uh, be at home and everything like that. I think Maxi is going to have a, a pretty good game here. So over 0.5 uh, steals at 70 points. What's your next one, Ramis? Uh Just going back to one of my uh, DK picks and Devin Booker playing that point guard role. So I'm going to go for over 7.5 total assists for 100 points. That was my next one too, so you stole it, but that's okay. I, I agree. Uh, that that number actually, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens because I, that number is uh, widely available across sports books. I'm not playing it. Uh, I've seen odds anywhere from like about one minus one thirty to minus one forty five, one forty six. So uh, you know, it's kind of juiced a little bit. I'm not playing it for that reason. I think though, if you can find it out there, you know. Uh, minus 105 or something like that. I think it's an okay play, but uh, yeah, I, I think he has a good chance to go over for sure. Uh, my next one here is Michael Porter Jr. under 15.5 points, uh, 90 points for that one. I don't think I need to explain too much. I just did. I think they are just going to have to I think to, it's just a matchup that they're going to be not playing Michael Porter Jr. as much uh, as they'll be playing another guy. Uh, I'm more excited about, but what's your other next play there, Ramiz? Uh I'm going to go against you on that pick and I'm going to go for the over uh, uh, right. total. We'll see I'm how trying that to goes. get one of those risky, bold picks, and uh, there's not really many I'm comfortable with, but I, I'm gonna go for this Michael Porter Jr. He might bury me. I'm never. I'm not always right. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, my last one here is kind of riding off that one. It's Bruce Brown over 3.5 rebounds. That's 95 points. Uh, again, I just feel like Bruce Brown fits this uh, this current matchup a little bit better here as that kind of rim uh, dunker spot type of guard. You know, gets rebounds a lot. So I like the over here on Bruce Brown rebounds. You said you want one more Remy's? Yeah, one more, and it's also a, a nugget, and that's going to be Aaron Gordon over eight and a half total rebounds and assists for 105 points. Uh, as long as he can just play on a bunch of minutes, I think that should be a, a number well in his reach. Yeah, I like it, man. So I, we just gave you at least 10 <laughs> plays there, right? We, well, nine plays, I guess. but uh, And we had one, one that was repeated. So we had eight plays there for you guys, and you only need 10 to play in Thrive Fantasy's uh, contest. So go there, use those eight plays, add two more. And hopefully you win some money. If you do, go ahead and mention us uh, on Twitter or wherever you are uh, tweeting or, or social media-ing. Anyways, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I actually changed my handle. I almost said the old handle here. Oh. My Twitter now is at ethoskeith. That's at ethoskeith, E-T-H-O-S, Keith. And Ramiz, where can people find you in your work, man? Uh, they can find. They can also find me at Twitter. That will be uh, too nice. spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. Absolutely. Go follow my guy. Uh, And until next time, guys, go get that money. Not too many games left. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.